Welcome to the Fantasy Hangover, a weekly fantasy football podcast. You can download us on Stitcher, iTunes, and Google Play. Also, head over to KnockedOutEntertainment.com for some other great podcasts and content. We're your hosts. I'm Shane. I'm Carl. I'm Chris. And I'm Zach. Now pop some Advil and grab your Gatorades. It's time for your Fantasy Hangover. I'm the stat man. All right, guys. So we are back. Uh, well, three of us are. Uh, one of us is he. I, I, he's got a bum leg, and we had to take him out back. Um, he's still recovering from that kitchen accident. That's true. Yeah, he's got that sore thumb. Um, really, Jay Cutlering this. What, Jay what thumb? Is. Exactly. It's on um, so you know what? This week we're gonna we're gonna be a little bit different. This week we're gonna start off with a shot. Shot, 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 shots, shots. Uh, with uh, so I was more thinking you give love a bad name, but oh, I like that. I like that better. Like so that better. uh, so starting off with a shot, something I'm gonna start doing every week. Uh, I'm gonna start off with a quick question and drink. Uh, okay. It turns out we're drinking. You said a shot. <laughs> Carl, that's not a shot. That's a pitcher. That's all we Stop. need. Stop. No, Carl, wait. Stop. Sorry. So just a quick question about something that's that's happening in, in fantasy that uh, that might be a little bit debated by people. So um, now with the change with Aaron Rodgers gone, um, and now that we've seen Brett Hundley in a game, in a, in a full game, the question is Jordy Nelson and Devontae Adams. Are they starts? Even if you call them, you know, third wide, rec- or third, third wide receiver starts, are they starts every week still, or are they strictly matchup dependent at this point? Carl, why don't you go first? Um, I think the answer differs for both receivers. Um, I I do think Jordy is still an every week starter. I don't think he's a wide receiver one. Um, so you would put him at wide receiver two, or would, would you at, put him at that flex? I his upside is still there that I would still put him at a wide receiver two spot. But Devontae Parker, I Devontae nope. Adams. Drinking. Um, Devontae Adams, I would definitely put at a spot start, depending on it, you know if they're facing the Bears, if they're facing a weak Strictly matchup dependent. Strictly matchup de- dependent. I am going to say both of them, for me personally, are matchup dependent. Because oh, yeah. neither of them... Brent Hundley, you know, granted it was only a game and, a, a game and three quarters of a game that he had to play... But he hasn't shown the ability to get the ball to anybody. He had what sixty-eight yards in his full start. Eighty-seven, 87? I think. eighty-seven passing yards in his full start, which still ended up being an okay start for him fantasy-wise because he had that rushing touchdown yeah. and like sixty yards on the ground. Yeah, something like yeah. that. But um, I would say both of them at this point are matchup dependent, and it's got to be a really bad case for me to consider playing them. So I would I would agree with Carl that Jordy is, um, pro. I, I wouldn't say that he. If you're in a, uh, a league that has a flex, mo- most leagues do, a flex or third wide receiver spot, I would still be putting Jordy in that spot every week, unless proven otherwise by Hundley, uh, maybe one or two more times here. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, Devonte Adams, I'm not going to start him until Hundley proves different. Like I'm not even calling a matchup dependent, even if there seems to be a good matchup for him, I'm probably sitting him on my bench until. 
until something changes. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah, I would I would agree with that. It's it's not good. It's not a good situation. So yeah, it's a rough time. If you if you've got either of those guys and have a Green Bay Packers fan in your league, yeah, maybe you should try to trade. Fair. All right. So uh, that's the end. Uh, we just took our shot. 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 Shot through the heart, and you're to blame. You give love a name. A cake. A cake. A kayfabe. A kayfabe. A kayfabe. All right, guys. So, uh, moving on to quick out. Yeah, we're gonna move on to quick outs. Uh, what we got? What we? Got, it was a slow week. It was a slow. Yeah, it was a slow week, but a very quick day today. Yeah, it was. Uh, today is Tuesday, uh, which is the day we normally record. All Hallows Eve. It is All Hallows Eve. So if you hear the doorbell um, in the background, that would be why. Um, but no. So today was the trade deadline, which normally passes with some, you know, minor like. This oh, was hey, like the Major League Baseball trade deadline today. This I mean, was ridiculous. There were trades everywhere. I have never seen an NFL trade deadline like this. No. Usually you might get one that's like, oh, that's kind of surprising. They were everywhere today. And it actually all started kind of last, uh, last night. Yeah, last night. Monday night when the news ticker popped up and said that uh, Jimmy Garoppolo had been traded from the New England Patriots to Zach San Francisco 49ers. Which, unfortunately, oh. for my heart, kind of breaks a little bit because it kind of shows that they do not have faith in C.J. Beathard, which he had... Sorry, well, who? He got beat hard. Sorry, who? <laughs> C.J. beat hard, sorry. Okay, that's what I thought. Um, so that kind of breaks my heart, but I mean, uh, Zach has a... Um, well, we've got a resident Packers fan... Or gee, Patriots. Oh, nope. No, we don't have those. We have a resident Patriots fan and a resident 49ers fan, so... Uh, Zach, how does it feel to have Jimmy Garoppolo for a I feel second? like we're going to have differing opinions on this. My first initial reaction on the trade, because of the fact that it was a second-round pick for this coming year's draft. Which is probably going to be a high pick. Which is probably going to be, let's, probably, let's be probably honest, Probably a top, top five. Three, top three. I'm going to say three. Yeah, I mean, top three. It's, it's them, uh, Cleveland, and, and the Giants. And the Giants, yeah. Which, I hope that the Giants start winning some games. So Shane, that smile is too big. Terrible, terrible pick. So I hope the Giants win six games. Um, Let's just say that. But my first reaction was it, it was very, very negative on the trade. Um, I think I yelled out no in text form uh, yes, you did. to yes. that trade. Yes, you did. Then upon further review, it made sense because you're giving up a second round pick. <laughs> I was going to say the ruling on the field has been reversed. Yeah. Yes, the ruling on the field has been reversed. After further review. After... <laughs> Um, it, it makes sense from a team that has so many holes that if they think that they can get the guy from a different team who has had you know NFL game film on him already for a second round pick and not have to spend thirty million a year on Kirk Cousins, then it's okay. And on the flip side of that, if it turns out that they can't play him and that he doesn't show the ability to lead the team. Then you gave up, yeah, a second-round pick, but you also don't have to sign him to a massive contract. See, the funny thing about that, and this is, I think that he gets a contract extension within the next two weeks. Oh, boy. I, and and uh, that's not just me thinking that. I've seen stuff saying that they are most likely going to extend him before, before the end of the season. Do you think he'll get more or less than Glennon got? I think he'll get about what Glennon got. I could okay. see him getting about 18 mil a year, um, which is a lot. But I mean, look at the alternatives that that that, that they. I mean, Cousins would be, you know, thirty mil almost uh, a year at this point. But for how far they are under the cap, 
and how much cap room they have. That we're like we're talking like New York Jets yeah. amount of cap room here. Because who is their highest paid player? Oh god, um, is it the fullback? It's, no, it's probably <laughs> actually probably. It, it, I think it, it might think be the fullback. Use check, use check. It yeah. might be either use check or Staley. It's one of those two guys that are the highest paid players on the team. Because they just got rid of Navarro Bowman. Yep. They don't have any high-paid defensive, player, defensive players. So they've got money to throw around, and I yes. think they're going to throw a four-year contract at, at Jimmy G um, before the end of the season. Uh, because and In that case, might, give me Cousins. And he might not be starting. Uh, my chair is getting slowly lower and lower. Uh, he might not be starting for the first couple weeks because he's got to learn the system. Um, yeah. I, I heard week 12 is when they might not see him start until. Yeah. But I think by week 12, you might see a contract extension. I think that would be uh, absolutely insane said, and asinine. With that said, I think this is a great trade for of San Francisco. Oh, that's not where I thought you were going. No, for that. San Francisco. I'm sad to see him go. I mean, it's a nice trade. It, it's it's second round compensation, top three picks, second round. Practically a first round pick. I mean, um, great, great uh, give back for the Patriots. I'm really sad to see him go because if Tom Brady goes down, I mean he's he's got good injury history other than the one big year that yeah. he was out. He he doesn't he doesn't miss games most no. of the time, but um but if he goes down or starts to slow down, I wanted Jimmy G right there. Like I yeah. I was in the camp of I'd be okay with them franchise tagging him next year and then and then giving him a big salary and and you know two seasons from now or a season from now. Um if Brady's going to be done after next year or something. Yeah. Um, I think Jimmy G has, has a really good potential. Uh, he, in the limited game time he has played, he has looked really good and it's very, it's, very limited. It's, it's seven two games, six, no six or seven quarters. Yeah. It's two games plus a little bit extra. Um, no, that, that would no, work. no, he played two full games no, and he then didn't. he came, went out. Uh, he got hurt at the start of the second game. And like he got hit, got hurt right before half, because he came out and he threw like four touchdowns in the first half. That's right. That's why it looks so uh, obscure there. Um, but I mean, he's he's had some good looks, and he is very much a, a Shanahan style quarterback. Yeah, he is in that same vein. He plays very similar to uh, the Matt Ryan's, the Kirk Cousins, the Tom Brady's, where he's a pocket passer, um, more so in the in the Kirk Cousins way, where he can do a little bit of scrambling. Yeah. Um. I think that I think it's it's a very good trade for for both sides, but I am sad to see him go. Yeah, because I, mean, I I honestly thought that he was the QB of the future for the Patriots. Okay, we should probably move on from this, but it's yeah, it's too I mean, early to tell. Um, I mean, I know we each have our own opinions, and it's yeah. okay that you're wrong, but um, I'm fine with being right all the time. <laughs> all right, Carl, what do we got next? Um, the next trade, I can't remember if this happened last night or if it happened this early this morning. Um, but Dwayne Brown was traded from the uh, Houston Texans to the Seattle Seahawks. Originally, the trade was Seattle was going to send a cornerback, Jeremy Lane, a 2018 fifth, and a 2019 second uh, to Houston as a part of the deal. However, uh, Jeremy Lane Jeremy, can't play. Jeremy Lane can't play, and he failed a physical. And so it ended up being... Um, Dwayne Brown and I think of they they switched. Uh, they just added a uh, third round on Seattle side for this year for a fifth round on Houston side for this year. Mm -hmm. But to kind of just caveat that is that Jeremy Lane didn't fail a physical because he's out of shape. He failed it because he's hurt. Yeah, 
He's been hurt since week four, and it's not like a Albert Hainsworth where he got too fat. Um, or, or, you know, those guys that you like, Calvin Benjamin, you know, when he was about 350 pounds. Did he fail his physical? <laughs> yeah. He failed doing anything physical um, for a while, but... No, yeah, I was no, surprised was a... to see that that the failed physical was a... Because you can... A player can fail a physical, and the, and a team can say, we still want this, and, yeah. and have it go through. Right. So I was surprised to see that when he failed the physical that they asked for a different compensation, because... I figured that they knew that Jeremy Lane's been injured and that it might be another couple weeks before he comes back. Yep, right. Um, but Houston is... And even with that, I feel Houston's in win-now mode, so you would think they would want that for this season. But I was just a little well, surprised. you would think they would want their starting left tackle if they're in win-now mode. <laughs> well, they spent most of the season without him, yeah, and it went true. fine. So that's kind of what they're seeing. Deshaun Watson can scramble out of almost anything, yeah. it looks like, at this point. Right. That he, pro- he probably had the touchdown of the year up to this point. This yeah. past week against Seattle. Yes, well, he did. Because he was doing all right before Dwayne Brown came back from uh, holding out. Yep. So they're like, well, if we can get something for him, why not as well? Um, moving on to uh, something that happened very early this morning. Uh, Jay Ajaye was sent from the uh, Miami Dolphins to the Philadelphia Eagles. I thought it was Hialeah. <laughs> Jay Hialeah. Uh, running back Hialeah from uh, the Miami Dolphins or from Cigar City Brewing in Tampa Bay. Um, <laughs> um, no, so uh, Jay Ajaye got... Um, yeah, yeah, you do you. Uh, Jay Ajaye got sent uh, to the Eagles for, what was it, a fourth-round pick? It was a fourth-rounder. Um, I was waiting to see if it was conditional, which I don't think it is. I don't think it is, it, um, which... It seems like low compensation for... For JJ, but also it's a guy that has two bad knees right. and is very much a streaky back. Right. I mean, he a lot of th- a lot of talk has been made of last year of him being you know half of his over half of his yards came in two or came in three games yeah. last year. He had three games over two hundred yards, but I mean that's six hundred yards, and he ended up having eleven hundred yards. I think so. Right. I mean, he didn't have he he had three really good games, not a great season. For sure, um, but it does kind of strengthen a backfield. Um, him with, and, with a player that is just like I mean, Le, Garrett like Blunt Le, and him are very very similar. He's like Garrett Blunt light. Yeah, very much so. Um, I almost I I I think that you know what's going to happen is that the Eagles are going to end up dropping Blunt, and Blunt's going to sign with the Patriots and score about twenty more touchdowns this year. <sighs> it you know, happened I, with it happened with the Steelers. I, I have a guy at work that every time. Something happens in the NFL, or some player does well. He goes, "I wish he was on the Vikings." You are the New England Patriots no, 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 version no, no, of no. that guy. I am not. Um, Chris is the New England Patriots version of that guy, and that's he's not, not even a New England Patriots fan. That's not wrong. <laughs> Anytime there's a free agent, Chris is like, "Oh, dude, he'd be so good on the Patriots." I will jokingly say Fair. something like, uh, "Like this is how we got Welker when when they say Jarvis Landry's up up for sale, yeah, um, up for trade." Um, right, which that didn't you mean happen. highway robbery? Yeah, I was just I was shocked when I saw that. I was like, yeah, uh, throw them the second round pick we just got. I don't care. I'll take I'll take Landry, um, Landry but, and Cooks and and Hogan. Oh my! Well, Hogan's in everybody. Hogan's on, out. Every, yeah. Oh yeah, I suppose everyone's hurt there. Everyone's yep. hurt in New England. That's the biggest problem. I thought they were going to trade for a wide receiver. I, I for sure thought that was going to happen. Well, they got Malcolm Mitch coming back soon. Maybe uh, they're being very vague on that. Oh, really? They're saying that it, they're saying that he's he's doing some things to get better, but they're not 
that's not very putting New money England. down. That's yeah. New England speak. That's yeah. very New England. It speak. sounds like there's a couple defensive players that'll probably come back because you're only allowed to get two players off the uh, IR, and it sounds like there's a couple defenders that'll get back. But anyway, uh, moving on to uh, the second to last trade that was made today, uh, Kelvin Benjamin was sent from the Carolina Panthers to the Buffalo Bills, which is big because they needed an offensive lineman. I mean, yeah, Lashawn McCoy's had some some bad games this year, and he just needed that extra extra body up front to really block for him. Right, Sammy Watkins was not that body, and they realized that oh, hey, Kelvin Benjamin can yeah. be this guy. Sammy Watkins was too small for him. Yes, they're playing big ball. They're playing big ball. They're. It, it, I like the trade. It makes sense. I thought it was weird considering it. I mean, it was weird in the sense that. Benjamin hasn't been terrible for Carolina. He just hasn't been as consistent as they want well, him. Well, he missed two or three games uh, during the season because of injury. This year? Yeah. He was out two, I want to say. Um, or very limited in action, if it he wasn't out. He might have been out. limited in action, but I don't remember him missing any games this year. I know he missed a couple games last year, and then he missed his second, his sophomore season, I know, to injury. But um, either way, I, I like the trade. Um, it gives... It gives Tyrod Taylor a pitch and catch weapon that he doesn't have with the rest of his receivers. He was limited for two games. Okay. That's what it was. Hmm. Um, and he, even in one of the games where he's limited, he got six catches. But anyway. But it, it gives him another option because Zay Jones hasn't really done anything so far this year. Mm-hmm. Jordan Matthews hasn't done anything so far. Charles Clay's been injured. Yeah, I feel like they were when they traded uh, away... Sammy Watkins, I feel like they were banking on Zay Jones having a big a big season. They yeah. thought he was going to be a lot better than he has been. And Jordan Matthews, too, probably. Yeah, Jordan Matthews, too. For my but Jordan Matthews has definitely been injured for yes. a lot of the year. I remember oh, reading, Christ. I think, I'm, I, I correct me if I'm wrong on this, but Zay Jones is only catching like 30% of his targets. Yeah, it's been pretty bad, mm-hmm. which uh, that was the thing coming into the combine is he was catching everything that was coming at him. He had 160 catches yeah. last year in college. I mean, he he is <laughs> but he, he was a catching machine, but yeah. he didn't have anybody defending against him. Right, and he, yeah. he also didn't have Tyrod Taylor throwing him knuckleballs. That's true. Uh, but, I mean, now if you look at the, the wide receiver core, you've got Zay Jones as your number three guy, and if he starts catching, that's going to be great. You've got Kelvin Benjamin as your number one guy. Uh, and then you've got Jordan Matthews in the slot. That sounds nice. That sounds like a good team. That does. And yep. they're, and they're LaShawn what, and, McCoy in the backfield. And they're what five and two right now. Yeah. Yes. They're doing great. And they've got a they've got a great defense going on right now. Like they they've got a they got a chance to get the AFC East. I wouldn't be. Yeah. I was about to say. Honestly. I wouldn't be as a Patriots fan. They Patriots have already lost to them this year. Right. I would yep. not be shocked to see the Buffalo Bills winning the East, even if the Patriots take the next game from them. It's possible that you know they they end up taking the the East. I mean, it, yeah, the Patriots have a bad defense and the Bills are solid. They they have a solid and they, team. They're making their team better. Well, all the Patriots did was build for the future. Which who would have thought that by trading away every single good player on your team that would have made your team better? Right. right? <laughs> oh. oh, did you guys just say that? No. Oh, okay. I just no, they. <laughs> They got rid of they got well. I mean, they got rid of Woods by not resigning him. They got rid of Sammy Watkins Poor by Sammy Watkins. Him for another first round pick. Yeah, it, the Bills are like I, in the past. In is the Kevin past Co- few months they have traded away. <laughs> is Kevin Costner running that team? Oh Jesus! <laughs> it's draft day, baby. It's draft day. So, uh, well, I mean, if the Cleveland Browns can play Moneyball, the Bills can play game game day game. Draft, draft day. Game, game draft ball. Day. Draft game, day. Game dolls. Draft day. Game dolls. <laughs> game theory. Um, 
No, but I mean, they've traded away multiple Pro Bowl players, really just good NFL players, and their team just keeps getting better. Yeah. It's shocking. Yeah. I don't, I, I don't get it. Which we might bring. I also don't like it. Yeah. As a Patriots fan. Yeah. Fair. But we may bring them up. At least they got rid of Rex Ryan. That probably has helped. Yeah. Sexy Rexy. Um, And then, so for the last trade, um, the Cleveland Browns sent a second and a third round pick to Cincinnati for A.J. McCarron. Is what I would be saying. So close. If if Cleveland would have actually called the NFL office to finalize this trade. Um, The Browns browned it up. Missed it by that much. Missed it by that much. Which, so I, I was reading that it was supposed to be for a second and a third for A.J. McCarron, which I feel like that's... I, if I'm Cincinnati, I'm winning that trade. If I'm Cincinnati, yeah. I'm winning that trade, and if I'm Cleveland, I am showing big signs on Deshaun Kaiser. Right? Because they are they are already giving up on a second-round quarterback who's eight games into his rookie year. Like but hey, on the bright side, he didn't get benched this last week. <laughs> this is true. That's true. Which so has happened him. in, uh, what, three games three in a row? Three of the previous four games. Three of the, three of the previous four games he got benched. Well, I mean, Hugh Jackson's gone after this year, right? He's got. I, I think he's got to be. I think Hugh Jackson, you everyone was so high up on him coming to Cleveland. I think he has just destroyed that team. I don't think he... I don't think he's destroyed it necessarily. I, yeah, I, I think the biggest problem with Hugh Jackson on that team is that when you're put in a bad situation, it's hard to succeed, and he's trying he's trying to do some things to switch it up. I mean, he's he's failing at the quarterback level, and I think it has to do with the fact that he feels like he needs to win games to keep his job now, which is why he keeps making changes. Um, with that said, there's some things I like that he was doing last year that have gone out the window this year because he is, instead of playing for the future, he's now playing for his job. Yeah. Or coaching for the future, he's coaching for his job. Do we have anything else? There's a couple um, other things. Oh, um, I mean, we almost escaped the injury-riddled 2017 season, but then Kiko Alonso met Joe Flacco. Destroyed Joe Flacco. Absolutely yeah. sent him home while he was still on the field. Now, I, I don't, I didn't see this. I saw this replayed once, and it might have been the glare. Was he bleeding after that Ooh. hit? No. Okay. Okay. I didn't see any blood. I, I had heard that same thing that he was bleeding from the ears. Yeah, it like, looked like it from the from what I saw. It oh, looked geez. like there was blood coming out of the ear. Mm-hmm. Oh, I like, didn't see that. He knocked that helmet clear off. Oh of him. yeah, he did. Like it, it I, was it bad. Looks, it looked like he was bleeding from the ear from what from my my angle where where, where I watched it because we were watching it at I watched it at a bar or something like yeah. that. And yeah, it was it, it was, was vicious. Um, in other kind of sad news, uh. Zach Miller is out for the year. Oh, but yeah. thankfully, he, that was um, so he dislocated his knee. If you have a weak stomach, do not look up the video. If he you, pulled the Teddy Bridgewater. He like there's the, it literally I, bent the other way. There were a lot of people that were like, I wonder what Teddy like the, the sadists of the world were like. I wonder what Teddy Bridgewater's injury looked like. Like if you want to know, that's probably what it looked like. And I don't you, know you don't, why. Every time I see something like. There's an injury like that. I always look it up, and I always regret it. Right? I'm right there with you. I like, mean, I don't regret it, but I'm right there with you. It just, I just, I, I see it, and I just, I'm like, oh, cringe word. Like it's, it's terrible. Well, it's terrible. The the worst part is it's non-contact. Parlay, I apologize if you were going to get to this, but the worst part about, well, I guess the worst and best part is they initially thought the next morning that he was going to lose his leg. 
they couldn't get the blood flow up going back into his leg during surgery, and they thought they were going to have to amputate his leg. Luckily, the doctors were able to re- get that blood they flow were in back going. For, for like 10 hours, yeah, I think. They were able was... to get that blood flow going again. So Zach Miller is going to keep his leg. To be honest, this is probably a career-ending injury because yeah. of the fact that well, he's he 30, was already 32. 32, 31, 32. He w- was gone for the NFL from, what, five years? Before he reset, no, before no, he, re- he was he was a backup for Seattle for a while. No, he was out of the NFL for multiple years. Mm. You're thinking of the other Zach Miller that played with the Raiders. There are two Zach Millers, so it is very possible. That <laughs> You're thinking of the other Zach one. Miller that played with the Raiders, but he was out of the NFL for like three, three to four years at minimum. Mm. Um, but I mean, he's he is a good player, but uh, you can't like, even say bad break because that's just kind of mm, no. It, but, it, it was bad. It, it's it's good on the. <laughs> I'm sorry. No, it's good on the uh, the medical staff there with the Chicago Bears. Yeah, saved like, his leg. They, well, the the uh, the doctors said that the medical staff saved his leg. Right. It was one of those things that like someone had the presence of mind to like double check his pulse, and they noticed that his pulse was dropping, and they you know checked like, and that's when they went in for surgery, and they saw that like the artery had been ruptured, like it was kind of a. Um, it was kind of a uh, Bo Jackson situation where, like, when he dislocated his hip and re like reinserted it, it cut off a bunch of blood flow and kind of messed things up. Um, except this was a artery, which is you know going directly to the heart, so it was more much more serious. But um, so th- you know, thoughts and prayers and everything too. Very much so. Plus, it was, yep. and and I know this doesn't really matter in the scheme of things, but if it was his last play, I'm sad that it went this way. It was a touchdown. And yeah. they yeah. said, it, and then they they waved it, and, it, oh, and really? if you watch it, it was a touchdown. Like there's there's no reason that they they should have waved that off. Um, but uh, to to go up on the how many years he was out of the league, he was on a practice squad for one year in 2013. Um, he was at the Jaguars for 2009 to 2012, and then he was on a practice squad for the uh, Tampa Bay Bucks in 2013, and then he, from 2014 till now he's been on the Bears. Oh, okay. I must have misread that then. Um, he's been he's been backup. Like he he's not been a starter in the league the entire time. I mean, he's only got 1600 yards in his career. Um, and a lot of that's come in the last couple of years yeah, with, the, with the with bears. Chicago, Cause he's yeah. been playing very well with them. Hmm. Um, but yeah, no, it's, it's very unfortunate. I mean, he's, yeah. he's a, he's been playing a lot better and it's, it's, and I mean, that doesn't really matter. He it's, was, the guy had a terrible leg injury. He was, was Trubisky's only, only weapon. I that's mean, true. he was the only one that he threw to. I mean, he doesn't throw <laughs> to wide receivers. No. Um, and then the last thing that I'm going to mention um, is uh, Janoris Jenkins for the oh, yep. Giants. Uh, corner, best, probably the best corner on the team. By far. Uh, is suspended indefinitely, so up to four games, for violating team rules. This, Wait, this is the second uh, time a... Was that person... a joke? You no. said indefinitely up to four games. Well, that they they can uh, a team can only suspend a player up oh, to four games. Okay, I so I so it's one two four games, but they're gotcha. not going to tell us beforehand. Right now, they don't know if it's one or four. Okay, like it's it's going to be in that that. No, I see you what you're saying. Understand my there. confusion? Yes. Like he's out indefinitely for up to four weeks. It's different if the <laughs> NFL suspends somebody indefinitely or if a team yeah. suspends somebody Fair. indefinitely. Okay. So sorry, I, Carl. Yeah. Go ahead. Oh no, I was just saying. Isn't this like the second? What's what was the Rogers Cromartie situation? This is the second corner this year to be suspended by the team. Uh, Cromartie was suspended for one game. I don't know what it was for though. Rogers Cromartie was suspended for a game because he wasn't happy how he was being used, and he wound up getting into an argument with I think it was the owner's son is on the coaching staff, and wound up getting into an argument with the owner's son, and the owner wound up suspending him, and it turned out to only be for a game, and then now the Janoris Jenkins thing. 
he was late to a team or he was late reporting back to the team after the bye week, which was yesterday. So they tried to suspend him. I think New York, New York giants are trying to salvage and save their team from going into anarchy by coming down on players who are not taking their job seriously. Ben McAdoo, Ben McAdoo can't. Ben McAdoo gone. Um, yeah, that mustache is going straight for something, and it's the unemployment line. Yeah, um, I hope that they win a couple more games. I hope they you bring know? Coughlin back. And they end up in like the... <laughs> oh, God, no. And um, then Eli can lead well, him to I another mean, if, Super if Bowl victory. brought him back, he'd be in the front office, because he's done being no, on the I sideline. Know. He doesn't want to be on the sidelines, otherwise he'd be the, the Jags coach right now. Um, but, uh... No, I hope they win like six games, end up like the twelfth pick in the draft. Uh, that'd be nice for me. Um, all right, I think that's. Uh... Uh, I had just one last thing, uh, just touching on it. Um, uh, Ezekiel Elliott is suspended for six games again. We think. Yeah, we we don't know for sure. Uh, it it is a hundred percent. He is suspended right now. Yes, as yeah. of this podcast, he is suspended. I know. I had but they're appealing it, again. I had yeah. sent the message out to the group where I didn't want to talk about this, and the reason I didn't want to talk about this is because. It is still ongoing, but it does make sense to bring it up. Yeah. It, it makes sense to mention it for sure, because as of right now, he is suspended for week nine. Right. But I mean, there's two weeks for this appeal to go through because they're on a bye week. They said tw- they said 24 hours. Well, there's 24 hours to file the appeal, but there's oh, two okay. weeks for everything to come down from this right. appeal. Yeah. So anything so. could happen in that amount because they could file another court order. There's, yeah, it's, it's, it's a lot it's, of well, stuff yeah, that happened. I don't know if I don't win the let don't it's, win the it's last a time check cluck. Roto World was, but on Roto World within the last hour and a half, they said that his first his first appeal or his first newest appeal got denied. So now they're going to try for an emergency junction. And then at that point that's kind of his second appeal. If that gets denied, it's over. The case yeah. is done with. So mm-hmm. we're literally waiting on this last piece this, that's supposed to have be finished by tomorrow night. This puts Ezekiel Elliott out um, if he does get suspended, though, for six games, which puts you into Week 15, which puts you into the playoffs. And yeah. hopefully, yeah. either hopefully either the, the first week of your two-game uh, championship game or the last week of the of the playoffs to get into the championship game because you know Week 17 is a terrible time for fantasy. Right. Yeah. Oh, no league should ever have a playoff Week 17. Zero. Zero percent. Zero percent of the time. So, all right, and that is all for uh, our uh, quick, our not so quick outs, our, our, our quote quoting, unquote quick outs. Air quoting. A lot so of hard. stuff happened. I mean, a lot of stuff. A lot happened. of stuff happened today. All right, so now it's time for me Omaha, to Omaha, Omaha, Blue Forty Two. Are, are we audible? Are we? Is this an audible? Is this an audible? Yeah, this is an audible. Well, I mean, I guess I gotta, I gotta bust an audible into a new topic now. So we're <laughs> we are not gonna do the same thing. What? That's my catchphrase, right? Bustin' Bust an audible. audible. Bustin' audible into our new topic now. <laughs> so instead of what we normally do, uh, we are gonna we're gonna twist it up. We're gonna twist and shout into a mid-season review. And Shane is gonna let it all out. Come on, shout. come on, come on, come on, baby! Let it all out. These are the things we can football. Okay. Um, come on. So, uh, mid-season review. We're going to start out with uh, the three of ours biggest uh, and best celebrations for touchdowns, baby! Woo! Woo! Oh, oh, oh! 
Uh, with that said, uh, let's start with Zach. All right. My number one touchdown celebration of the year is going to have to go to the Detroit Lions mm. when Golden Tate and Marvin Jones played ping pong after the touchdown. It was fun. <laughs> it was funny. It was clever. It wasn't, you know. It doesn't get talked about as much as some of the other no, ones. No, which I, I hadn't seen that until I just until I was looking up the celebrations earlier. But it was it was funny and it didn't involve something that you could have seen in the movie Basketball, which made it even better. <laughs> That's true. This, this is very true. Speaking um, of the movie Basketball. Yes. Um, it was hard for me not to pick, um, as a hometown guy, picking the Minnesota Vikings. Um, with what, Carl? With the uh, celebration that they did on uh, Monday Night Football against the Chicago Bears. What was it called, um, Carl? It's called... Depends on where you're regionally from. If you're from Minnesota, it's called Duck, Duck, Great Goose. Duck. It's called Duck... I've said, if you're from Minnesota, from Minnesota, it's called Duck, Duck, Goose. Gray Duck. If you're from anywhere else in the United States. Oh, I wonder what's right. I, You know, I don't know. I can not confirm nor deny. Anyway, let's go. So what my actual favorite Before was, your voice gives out. Yeah, my voice is in rough shape. Like, I've been recovering from a cold and it's bad. Uh, my favorite one was the... Uh, <laughs> I can't... I can't make that up. Um, the Philadelphia Eagles playing baseball. Um, I can't remember what who's. I can't remember who scored the touchdowns. I think it was Matt Collins. I, I actually, I think it was uh, Nelson Aguilar. Oh, it was Nelson Aguilar, um, and then because he was up to bat, he was up to bat, um, and he had the ball as the bat. Yeah, Alshon Jeffrey was the pitcher, I believe. I believe Alshon Jeffrey was, the and pitcher. then half of the offense was behind, being the umpire, being like camera crew, and Nelson Aguilar hit a home run. Um, Carson Wentz's mind was blown by it. It was. <laughs> it just made me so happy. Um, which leads into actually, I think your favorite celebration. Uh, it, you know, it does. I am gonna give an honorable mention. Uh, after my celebration choice, but uh, uh my favorite celebration was in response to that one. Uh, I think it was either the last week or two weeks ago. Alshon Jeffrey was up to bat and Zach Ertz was pitching. And Zach Ertz had the ball and threw it at Alshon Jeffrey and hit him by the pitch. So Jeffrey charged the mound. Yeah, that was pretty great. I thought it was fantastic. I mean, just following up the fact that they already did that celebration and then brought it up back again and changed it a bit made it so nice. Uh, but my uh, my honorable mention has to be the hide and seek with the <laughs> Pittsburgh Steelers. That was because he phenomenal. scored. Um, I think it was Juju Sh- Sh- uh, Juju Sh- Smith Schuster yes. JSS. Yeah, that's what uh, I'm gonna start calling him JSS. I'm tired of the pronunciation. So uh, Juju um, uh, scores and he uh, starts counting, uh, puts his puts his hand, head in his hands and starts counting, and then Le'Veon Bell runs behind the goalpost. And then he Juju looks up and searches for Le'Veon, finds him, and then starts chasing after him. It was fantastic. It was a lot of fun. No, I agree. Like, that was I a good one. I love that they're doing celebrations again and that they're doing them so intricately and like planning them out. But if we're gonna do, if we're gonna talk about honorable mentions, then we have to mention Golden Tate and the People's Elbow. Oh, we got it. Oh, him. yeah, absolutely. He just he just straight up did the People's Elbow. It was great. Yep. Absolutely fantastic. Uh, the other one we should give an honorable mention to is Chris's favorite, and actually oh, yeah. a game Adam that had some Thielen. good ones. Adam Thielen after the uh, the football score, he did a football celebration, um, and then the Cleveland Browns. Also, I think Carl just wanted to give a whole mention to, to that game in yeah, general. That game in general, like the celebrations were top notch. Um, the Cleveland Browns running along the sideline doing the. Um, 
the football team uh, celebration. Yep, just the waving the arms and, and jumping it was around. it was fun. It was a fun. I was I was glad I woke up for it. Mm-hmm. Um. All right. So let's get into our biggest. Should we start with bus or surprise? Biggest bus or biggest surprise? Let's end on a high note. All right. So let's, so let's start with biggest bus. Um. And this time e, triple notes. This time, uh, so just just to give you guys a caveat, we're not gonna we're not gonna say Aaron Rodgers, we're not gonna say uh, David Johnson, not uh, guys that got injured, aren't gonna be our biggest bust. I mean, they might have been the biggest bust for your team, uh, but they're not the biggest bust uh, for us right now. We're actually talking about guys playing week in week out that are not putting up the numbers they should. I'm sorry. <laughs> that was too good. Dolly Parton is my biggest bust. So uh, I'll start out. My biggest bust is Amari Cooper. I hate you. Oh, God. I hate everyone. Uh, so Amari Cooper is the 23rd ranked wide receiver. He has uh, in, in PPR. We're talking PPR right now when we're talking about this. He has 76 points for the year. And I think 33 of them came in one game. 44. 44. I'm sorry. 44 of those of those 76 points came in one game. Uh, he has had games of zero points twice this year. He has a game of one points twice this year. He has not had a good year. And Amari Cooper is a guy that's been drafted in the first three rounds in most every league. Each each year. Each year. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, each year he's been in the league. I mean, this guy, and he had a better game this past week. He had seven points. The week before that, he had his big, he had his, you know, his big forty-four point. And week one, he had a touchdown, which saved it that week. But you know what I? Other said, than that, nothing. But That's, you know what I said last week? He wasn't going up against Marcus Peters in that Kansas City game. Yeah, you did, and you called it. That I mean, that, that <laughs> he was, was going up against the liability. You called your bust being a guy that you could start. <laughs> yes. And I didn't start him because he had three zero. He had two zeros and two yeah, one no, games in, all in a row for me. It's it's been absolute dog bleep this year for Amari Cooper. Uh, speaking of that, who's your bust? My bust, unfortunately, is Julio Jones. Uh, this was a guy that you could honestly say was probably drafted top five in every single league, both standard and PPR. I would feel comfortable saying that he is. I mean, w- unless you have one of those weird like. We're going to draft Aaron Rodgers number one overall kind of leagues. Yeah. Which, if you're in one of those, I don't know why you're listening uh, to this podcast. That's true. Um, but well, They probably are winning that league. Yeah, yeah. If, if you're listening, if yeah, listening you're pro- to this podcast. Well, I don't know. With our history of suds and duds, I don't know if they're actually winning. <laughs> um, my history of suds and duds, I'm pretty sure they're winning. Oh, okay. Uh, but no, uh, Julio, he's just, the team has not been using him. I think he has one 100-yard game, and he has one touchdown in the year so far. It's not good. Yeah, I, I believe he, he's ranked. Um, His best week came against New England in a blowout loss. That's true. He had nine. I think it was like nine for 97 and a touchdown, and that was his only touchdown. Um, but, yeah, no, it's just it's been a, been a down year. It's been a weird fantasy football year, um, which we'll kind of get to our rankings in a little bit here because that's another, another audible that we had planned for today. So, Carl. Who do you have for your bust? Just so you know that in PPR leagues, uh, Julio Jones, I've got that stat pulled up right now, is ranked 18. Yep, he's ranked 18. His highest yardage week was 108 in week two against Green Bay. 
and then he has one touchdown on the, on the year yep. so far. He's averaging 11.2 points per game, though. For a guy that you drafted in the top five, position rank number 18 is not going to cut it. No, it's no, not. I, not at all. Um, he has had three single-point games this year. Um, but, I mean, with that said, he's had four games over 10 points, which is solid if you've got a uh, number two receiver, yeah. but not solid for number one. That's solid drafting a guy in the third or fourth round. Yep. Right. That would be a solid Amari Cooper slip stat line. Um, so my biggest bust, uh, I chose <coughs> Zach. <clears throat> I chose Isaiah Crowell. So I kind of went a little bit different with it. Um, I was looking at guys that, you know, had a lot of preseason hype um, that, you know, there were some people that like me. Well, a lot of people that I, a lot of experts that I was looking at, a lot of people that I know, a lot were, of people on this podcast, a lot of people on this <laughs> podcast were targeting Isaiah Crowell in late second, early third round to be their number two running back, possibly even number one running back, because everything looked fantastic <laughs> on paper. I on tried paper. to trade DeAndre Hopkins for him. That's mm. you can't make that up. Yeah, like, that they, actually happened. they turned it down. <laughs> oh wow! <laughs> Before the season started, I tried that. Oh man, that's that would have been the coup of the century. And before um, the season started, you all said, "Oh, that was a good. That's that's solid." Because before the season started, yeah, okay. that was right. Well, before the before the season started, Tom Savage was also the quarterback. Yeah, exactly. Right. <laughs> anyway, anyway. So, um, as of this moment, um, Isaiah Corral has not broken a hundred yards of ru- hundred yards rushing in a game. He hasn't broke seventy. I was trying to give him a little bit of, you know, a cushion. Oh, he, I'm not. <laughs> since he was my son from last week, but we'll get to that later. Oh, God. Um, but he also only has one touchdown in the year, which I think he got last week. Yes, he did. Um, so he is not. It's his only double-digit point game this year. It is. Fun fact. Um, he has not performed up to the expectation of being what people were drafting him as, which was to be a number one or a number two running back um, in 90% of the leagues out there. He is the 27th ranked running back in PPR, um, put, which puts him two spots ahead of Dalvin Cook, who hasn't played the last four weeks. Oh, my Jesus. Oh, Just a fun fact for you there. That was a great fun fact. Thank you. <coughs> Dirty. All uh, right. So uh, with that said, let's I think get to- Carl should just move on to the yeah. surprises. Get to your surprise. Sure. So my biggest surprise, I went with uh, Melvin Gordon, um, who has not had the he's been very polarizing the past few years um well well, his yards per carry are like two even this year even this year his first year sucked his second year was insane because of the touchdowns and now the third year he's the only one touching the ball in that offense right so i picked him as my biggest surprise because he's actually performing closer to his second year than he did his first which i definitely thought that there was gonna be some regression back to the you know regression back to that first year where he couldn't find an end zone to save his life. Um, but this year, he's being mixed up in the uh, receiving game. He's getting touches. He's breaking off big runs. Um, he's got that big play potential that people saw from him coming out of Wisconsin. And he's looking like a running back one, which is, mm-hmm. if you drafted him, I would hope that you probably drafted him as a running back one. If you draft him as your number two, that's even better. But, you know, whatever. Yeah, there's only been there. Well, there's been two really bad weeks for him this year. Mm. 
Uh, when he went up against Philly in week four, he only got three points. And in week seven, he only got five. But, I mean, outside of that, he had 20 points last week. He had 31, 31, 14, 17, 16. I mean, he's had some. Yep. I mean, every every player is going to have a down week. Yeah, they're I mean, right. Yeah. You're not going to you're not going to see a guy that doesn't have a week where maybe DJ last year, but um other than that, you're not going <laughs> to oh, see a guy yeah. that doesn't have like a down week. So, I mean, yeah, solid. Uh DJ did have a down week. It was week 17. Oh, that's true. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um let's not bring that up. Um <laughs> So, uh I'll 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 j- jump into mine. Yeah. Um yeah. first uh Going off with the Melvin Gordon thing, the only reason why I wouldn't choose Melvin Gordon is he was still being chosen in you know first second rounds in most yeah, leagues. Yeah, for sure. Um, that's that's uh, so so as a surprise, that's not somebody I would go. Now my surprise is someone that wasn't being chosen in most leagues. Um, I would say that this guy was undrafted probably in a lot of leagues and was a, a week one pickup for a lot of people, uh, and somebody that I still don't love because he's very much big play. But Chris Thompson for the Washington Redskins. Yeah. He is the eighth ranked running back in PPR leagues. On about five plays. Well, in five different weeks, though. I mean, he's no, I had know. a lot of big weeks. He has he has 109 points on the year. Uh, this guy just... And we, we've talked about him previously on the podcast. We've talked about him on yep. waiver wire pickups. We've talked about him on... Uh, on you know who who not to look at really yeah like, we just talked about him on the show in general I mean he just he's kind of a hot topic name yeah he's just somebody that I just don't trust because he's such big play but yeah the biggest problem there is that their their tight ends not showing up their wide receivers aren't showing up he's the only guy making those big plays for Kirk Cousins this yep. year um so I, I'm just I'm just surprised I mean I, I I think that if you end up having him and you've been starting him every week. You have been doing a really good job. So, yeah, for sure. Kudos. All right. Um, moving on to my biggest surprise of the year, I'm going to go with Deshaun Watson, another guy who probably wasn't drafted in any of your redraft leagues. Oh, real quick here with my one caveat: he's only had one week of single-digit points for Chris Thompson. Only one week. Sorry. Continue. Um, no, that's okay. That was in- that's an interesting. I did not realize that. Um, but no, so Deshaun Watson is he is taking the NFL by storm right now as yep. as a court as a starting quarterback. He has made an offense last year that featured Brock Osweiler relevant again. And they you know what? They didn't add anybody in the offseason except for Deshaun Watson. Well, they have those weapons on the on mm-hmm. the offensive side. I mean, they have they're DeAndre even missing Hopkins, out on their best tight end right now. And Will they, Phipps, they, yeah, they, DeAndre Hopkins, Will Fuller, Lamar Miller, like those guys are weapons. What's uh, Will Fuller has eleven catches on the year and he has seven touchdowns. Like that's insane. And actually, I want to give you an early preview at Fun Facts. Do you know who the number one and two touchdown leading receivers are in the NFL? I'll give you a hint. They both play for the Houston Texans. <laughs> DeAndre oh, really? Hopkins and Will Fuller are both the leading touchdown receivers in the NFL right now. And and Will Fuller's missed, missed the first four weeks. <laughs> uh, I've got another fun fact about Deshaun Watson. So he is the number four um, uh, fantasy quarterback for PPR. But... 
he is the number one for average per game because he's the only one that's had a bye week out of the top four. Oh wow, oh, wow! So oh, he geez. is he is averaging one point per game, uh, two points per game more than the number one uh, quarterback. Yeah, I, I would men- I would mention what he just did, but I'm gonna have a fun fact on the on his game this past week at the end of the show, so we'll get to that later. But yeah, no, Deshaun Watson, he has been an absolute fantastic quarterback this year. Um, coming in, nobody expected this. Not anything like this. He's on pace right now for 43 touchdown passes. Do you know what the NFL record by a rookie is? Oh, by a rookie? I'm not sure. 26. Ooh, He's on Jameis? pace for 43. Is that Jameis? Uh, no, that was either Manning or Luck. It was one of those two. But I think it was Luck because I think Luck Yeah, I think Luck Manning passed seven. it. Yeah. But no, yeah, on pace for 43 touchdown passes. Can I just... Make a mention that uh, no, no. <laughs> you know who wasn't you know who wasn't a big surprise for us because we all called it Kareem Hunt. That's true. Like, yeah, well, yeah, we, talk, we, we all talked call, about it. I the mean, second he went to Kansas City, we all said this is going to be good. Yeah. Oh yeah. We, I mean, I I would say that just to bring us into the next topic here, uh, which is uh, we're going to talk about the top five running backs or top five players at each of the big four positions. Uh, and then the top five preseason players at the big four positions. Um, and to start with running back, I'm surprised that he's number one, but I'm not surprised that he's top five. The reason he is number one is because he had over 100 points in the first three weeks of the season. Hmm. He had 40-plus in each of his first two games, and they had another 20 in week three. He, he leads the league in yards from scrimmage right now. And it's by a lot. It's not even. It's not. Really yeah, close. it's not even close. I think that. Well, I think Love Bell maybe second. Bell is close. Bell is getting close to him because because of the fact that he had a down week. Right. This week. This past week, Kareem Hunt did. Kareem yeah. Hunt had his worst game of the season this past yep. week. Yep. Yes, he did. Man, and he I still almost you. had double digit points. Yeah. Yeah. Even with this worst. was his first non double digit point week. It was his first week where he didn't get over a hundred scrimmage yards, and it was the eighth game that he's played. Kid, kid coming out of Toledo, just yeah. So Shane, why don't you go through the top five top five running backs? So let's go through the top five uh, preseason first. Okay. Uh, so the top five preseason was one David Johnson, rest in peace. Uh, two Le'Veon Bell, yeah. Three Ezekiel Elliott, which spoiler peace. alert, uh, he is three right now. Um, four Lashawn McCoy and five Devonte Freeman. Now only two of those players are in the top five for this year. David Johnson and Ezekiel Elliott, right? Oh, uh, yeah. So number one is like we said, Kareem Hunt. Kareem Hunt. Mm-hmm. Um, number two is Todd Gurley playing off of those two big games. Wait, oh my, big two. Games. Well, yeah, I guess really, he had two really big two games. Really he has big been games. consistent though. I mean, he he well, he was consistent up through the last game, but he was blowing the competition out of the water. Like, they were using him and making him a focal point, and not just as a rusher, as a passer, too. Yep. That's where he was doing most of his damage. He is He is one. He's another guy that only has one single-point game, uh, and he up on... I mean, he's going to be passing Hunt this next week, uh, or in the next two weeks. Yeah. Because Gurley's already had his bye this year, and he's only behind Hunt by uh, six or five and a half points um, in, in fantasy. That's so, insane. I mean, Gurley is the number one running back fantasy-wise when it comes to uh, average points per game. Yeah. Um, actually, when you go average points per game, Hunt's third um, behind Gurley and Elliott, who is number three. Hmm. Uh, so who we got number four? Number four is Bell. 
the other one from the from the preseason. Okay. And then Melvin Gordon, who we talked about a little a little bit earlier as being a surprise. Yeah. yeah. It with the exception of I mean okay, here's a question. And you can go based on the numbers, but let's say David Johnson was in this year. Would you automatically eliminate would you move Hunt down to two? Do you think David Johnson would be number one yes. if he had stayed in? I do. Okay. Carl? I well, I don't think Hunt I I think Hunt would be number one after the start he's had. Okay. I think David Johnson would be top five, but I don't think he would be number one. Okay. Is are are we talking about David Johnson with uh with Carson Palmer starting every game? Yeah, let's say that. Let's say that David Johnson well, there, the play point, changes. and Carson Palmer's only been gone for one week and then the bye week. So up to this point, yeah. would would he push? I would say with the bye week, I would say David Johnson would be top five. Um, he would be probably be but you don't, third or fourth. But you wouldn't push him out of Kareem Hunt? Not not with the bye week. Okay. Yeah. Okay, I fair think, enough. I think Kareem Hunt still has it because he hasn't played a bye. Yeah. Just like he has it over Gurley right now because he hasn't played a bye. Fair enough. And Ezekiel Elliott, actually, but the other one, he has it because he hasn't played by. Um, can I have a few buys? Yeah, he is. Um, so let's move on to let's go to tight end. Let's let's end with wide receiver because wide receiver is the other. We haven't even done quarterbacks yet, but I know. Okay, I'm saying let's end with wide receiver because oh, that's the other just big kinda, just seemed like fun you one. The gun there a little bit. Oh, I just, you know what? <laughs> oh, Shane's yeah, gone. Shane's yeah, leaving. Shane is, oh, Carl, Shane, you have to take stop, over as host. No. Come, come back. Okay, but thank I'm you, Shane. the stat man. All right, so we're going with tight ends. So preseason top five. You got number one, Gronk. Spoiler alert, he's in the top five. Number two, Reed. Number three, Kelsey. Number four, Olsen. Number five, Graham. Now, regular season top five. Number one is somebody that wasn't in the preseason. Uh, and that is Zach Ertz, who has been insane this year. I mean, he is he is the is Ertz the leading receiver for uh, Philadelphia? Yes, by far. Uh, and yeah, he's so he's been crazy this year. Uh, number two, Kelsey, uh, and then number three, Gronk. Uh, so Kelsey and Gronk once again the only two people. What is happening right now? Okay, so, okay, so Carl, please explain. So this is, is this a, couples league. No, this is a oh. yeah, this is a uh, other league that I'm in. Um, I received a trade offer about maybe 20 minutes ago that I didn't tell you guys about. Um, a gentleman in this league is trying to get rid of Juju Smith Schuster, and initially he was trying trying to trade me Juju Smith Schuster and the Kansas City defense for DeAndre Hopkins. Nope. I immediately rejected it. So he has now come up with a new proposal for me. Um, he is offering me Juju Smith-Schuster, uh, Josh Elliott, Jake Elliott? Jake Elliott. Jake Elliott, the kicker from Philadelphia. It doesn't matter. He's a kicker. And Kansas City's defense again for Mike Evans and Delaney Walker. Yeah, no. I'm going to just uh, hit the reject button on that again. And yes, I reject the trade. Don't. What? <laughs> I don't I don't know. I don't like I don't I don't I it's not that I'm not high on Juju cuz I am, but I'm higher on Mike Evans and De De people DeAndre Hopkins. Fantasy football people think that one week makes a guy. 
Well, it does. And they also try to capitalize on that and, one week. And I, I will credit him for trying to sell high, which yeah. is, which you should definitely do. But oh. you, I, I, as much as I hate getting those offers like that, like earlier in the year, I got offered it was a quarterback and two backup running backs for Mike Evans and uh, Devonta Freeman in a redraft league. There was no way I was accepting the trade. I get why he offered it, because I didn't have a strong quarterback at the time. My quarterback was Jay Cutler. So I get where he was coming from with the trade, but at the same time, it's asinine to trade two top five players at their respective positions for a quarterback and a couple backups. Yeah, no. Yeah. <laughs> so anyway, sorry for the interruption, but yeah, keep, keep going, Shane. about that. It was just a very... So, yeah, the top three this year, Ertz, Kelsey, Gronk. Uh, Kelsey and Gronk being the two that were in the preseason. Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, number four is Cameron Brait, uh, which is fun for me because O.J. Howard, everyone's so high on O.J. Howard, uh, who is in the top 25 um, of tight ends. But, uh, and that's really based off one week. Yes, based <laughs> off of a 70-yard touchdown grab. Yep. Yep. Um, but Brait being in the top four, who was a top five court, uh, tight end last year as well. Yep. Um, well, they, they said going into the season that Brait was going to be their pass-catching tight end and Howard was going to be their blocking. Yes. They said that going into the yep. season. Yeah. So. Yep, but I'm just... Yeah, no, I, it's, I like it's, that he's he's putting up numbers. Yeah. Uh, and the number five, a name that might surprise some people, is Evan Ingram. Yeah, uh, uh, he's been utilized like crazy. And he mm-hmm. is someone that maybe you should be looking at in the future uh, because they've got nobody. Yeah. I thought they were going to try to make some kind of move, but they did not. They, they've got nobody to throw to. Mm-mm. It's it's bad in New York right now. Um, I would like to give an honorable mention to biggest bust of the season to uh, Jordan Reed with this as yeah. well. Yeah, because he has not done it. He, he is once wrong. again in that that vein where this is why Chris Thompson's putting up so many points is that nobody in Washington, nobody else in Washington is. For sure. All right, so quarterbacks. Uh, you know what? We're gonna have Carl read the quarterbacks. Ah. All right. Is this so, in English? So preseason's on the right. Okay, cool. So the preseason top uh, five quarterbacks in the NFL were as follows. Number one, GOAT, uh, Tom Brady. Tom, it's terrific. Sorry, I'm just reading your exact notes here. Yeah. Um, you just said GOAT a lot. Yeah, I just um, wrote GOAT like 17 so I, times. And so I just figured it was Brady. Um, number two, uh, discount double check, Aaron Rodgers. Oh, A-A-Ron. rest in peace. Rest in peace. A-A-Ron. Uh, ain't no cracks in his armor. Dad, get up. <laughs> you gotta get up. No, only, in his, get only up. in his shoulder. Only Not in his shoulder. armor, but only in his shoulder. Only in his shoulder. Um, number three, Pimpinate Breezy. Uh, sorry, uh, Drew Brees. Uh, number four, Medi Ice, uh, Matt Ryan. And number five, Russell Wilson. No, you missed the 28 to 3 after Matty Ice. I, I was. Fumble, fumble, interception. Fumble, <laughs> fumble, fumble. <laughs> 28 degrees to 3 degrees. 20 to 3. Uh, also, no way you can mess this up. Big, big shout out to biggest bust to Matt Ryan, who's the 21st ranked quarterback right now. Yep. After being the number one last year. He is behind two people who are on IR that's missed at least one week. Wow. Um, so, spoiler alert. Again, only two of the preseason, <coughs> preseason top fives are in the current top five. <coughs> oh, Carl, Carl's dying. Give him a second. <coughs> Uh, another fun fact is that uh, Matt Ryan's only eight points ahead of Trevor Simeon, oh, who is oh, man. about to lose his job. But he's also 
He's also four points ahead of Eli Manning, which I'm happy about. But that's that makes me a sad panda. And another guy that people are pro- that we're starting at the beginning of the year, uh, uh, Famey Jamie, is number nineteen. Yeah, it's not been a good third year for for famous Jameis. Jacoby Brissett is thirteen. Jacoby Brissett oh. has. He's ha- had a couple been, big games. Yeah, he's had a couple big ga- big games for uh, Indianapolis, he's, including last week, uh, where he had eighteen points. Yep. But uh, so, Carl, who do we have now um, that you're back alive? All right. So, um, number one, <clears throat> jeez, number one uh, in quarterbacks right now is Alex Smith. Yes, I said Alex Smith from Kansas City. Alexis Smithereens. Alexis Smithereens. Um, he is the top quarterback. Um, he has had an incredible year so far um, with that offense. Yeah. Yeah, he has. He's going to come up with my fun fact segment, by the way. He went, He went. oh, you guys drafted my replacement? Nah, girl. Nah, girl. Oh, I'm going to no, show you, you why. Oh, no, you didn't. I'm going to show you why you stick with me. <laughs> you ain't going to no side girl. You're going to the main girl. Uh, number two is uh, goat, 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 you finally wrote it. Uh, it's Tom Brady, number it. two. Uh, number three is Carson Wentz, um, who is having a very, very good sophomore. He's having an MVP campaign. quality season. Yes, he is. He is. If um, they keep this up, he is very much going to be in that MVP conversation. Oh, yeah. like, It'd be hard not to talk about him for MVP. Yep. The Eagles had a very nice start to the year last year, and they kind of fell off towards the end of the year. But this year, they've. it looks like they're here to stick around, and they're Easily the favorites in the NFC East right yeah. now. I think they're Possibly easily the favorites favorite in the NFC. NFC. Yeah, I would say NFC. It's um, like the, the AFC is a little more muddy, but the a- NFC, it, it's looking like it's Phillies to lose. It, honestly, yeah. I mean, if you who else do you have in the NFC that's going to... The Rams? No, but here's the Are they the, the next best team? If you look at the kind of the past, let's say, 10 to 15 years in the NFL, it's always the same teams in the AFC every year. It's always the Patriots, you know, for years it was the Colts, and then, you know, recently years it's been the Broncos. It's always those kind of three teams. Then you throw in Kansas City in there. But when you get to the NFC... Can you throw Kansas City in there? Look, for since Alex Smith came to the team, absolutely yes, I can throw Kansas City in there. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, God. Hold on. So well, let, let me finish this thought yeah, quick. Yeah, go for it. Um, the NFC is always that wild card where it's not usually the same teams year after year after year. Yeah. It's always there's always a different team at top that's coming in the next time, and so that's why it, does, it doesn't really surprise. It wouldn't surprise me that the AFC is more muddied, and the NFC has got one clear guy. So, can anyone guess who what the number two team in the NFC is right now? I mean, I'm looking at it so I can, but oh, I was looking. That's why I laughed. Oh, um, um is it the Rams? It is not the Rams. No, it's not. Uh, they are the number five team. Yeah, they've had a bye. They're they're actually the, yeah they they have had a bye. Uh, they're actually the second in their division at this point. No, they are tied for first in their division. Oh, but... so, so they're second. They're tied for second. They are tied for second they're in their tied division. Tied for second in their division. <laughs> okay, so then it's got to be Seattle. Well, Seattle's... They, they are tied for first tied for or, first. or tied for second with the Rams. Um, but be, you got you got to think of an <laughs> Zach NFC. Zach is so mad that we were using this phrasing. <laughs> um, an NFC team who has not had a buy yet is the number two team in the NFC right now. Um, do you need a hint? A small one. Um, small hint. Uh, 
they lost one of their best players early on and they're still up there that's a small hint yeah they lost their, one of their best players in very early October yeah like roughly the second weekend roughly when I was in Duluth roughly when you were in roughly Duluth. when I was in oh Duluth. the Vikings that's it is the, the Vikings the Vikings are number two at six and two um, again they have they're going into their bye week this week um, and then you've got New Orleans, Seattle, and the Rams all at five and two, and then the Carolina Panthers at five and three. Uh, the the Saints being a team that surprises me. Yeah, right. Like they yeah. they started it's, off bad against well, against Minnesota and New England, and then they picked it up. They, well, they picked it up in the second half against New England. Well, yeah, <laughs> well, yeah, but I mean th- that those first couple games were not good. No, like. Uh, they they scored one touchdown in the second half against New England, so no, they didn't pick it up in the second half. But um, I just I just looked at the stats. Oh well, I thought they had I thought they had made, no. I, I, okay, uh, either way. So <laughs> yay for sidetracking. All right, um, yeah. So we uh, diverted there for uh, what are we talking about again? <laughs> um, so number four on the uh, top five quarterbacks is uh, rookie Deshaun Watson, who we talked about. Who we discussed. Who we've we've mentioned at, at, him once or twice. Yeah. And number five is a, another one of those preseason guys who was actually ranked number five. Shout out, hold on, shout out to the fantasy footballers. It's Russell Roshan. Thank you. Thank you for that. Thank you. This is You're a guy welcome. that I was very much against in the preseason. So Ditto. Yeah. Um, for those of you who couldn't speak garbled garbage, uh, Russell Wilson is the number five. Although he wouldn't be number five without his 40-point game against the Texans. Correct. This past week. Outliers. Uh, outliers or a shootout? It was a. I, I mean, I mean if you're the playing thing, the Texans, it's a shootout. They can't run the ball. No, Seattle and, cannot run the ball. No, and and well, the Texans have no pass defense at this point because they've got no pass rush, and they're uh, other than Richard Sherman, they've got nothing back there. Correct me if I'm wrong, but I'm pretty sure Carl had to play Eddie Lacy against me this last week in the league. You're not That's rough. Yeah. And I'm pretty sure Carl still beat me, even with Eddie Lacy getting zero points. Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, anyways, so My there's that. do that right now because it's that. All gone. right, Zach, how about you take the uh, wide receivers? All right, the wide receivers. Preseason on the right. Preseason rankings. Number one, was it Antonio Brown? Who? It's actually Tim Brown. Oh, yeah, Tim Brown. Yeah, that's, okay, yeah, Tim that's Timbo Brown. Um, number two was ODB. I'm sorry, OBJ. Odell Beckham. Jr. Oh, you had it right. It was it was yeah, old dirty right. bastard. <laughs> uh, number three hey, is Julio. Dude, hey. Julio. Number four uh, is and Julio uh, down by the schoolyard. <laughs> number four is can't keep my quarterback Jordy Nelson. Oh, <laughs> well, yeah. Baby, yeah, come was... back. Cause I need your throws. <laughs> <laughs> and number five preseason was Mike Evans. Now, uh, we have some pretty familiar names in the top five uh, that are current. So we have Antonio Brown, number one, with 130 points. Yeah. He has been, a once again, an absolute monster. Yes, he has. Just uh, twerking like nobody's business. I think we've no meant- sexual moves. No sexual moves. Not allowed. Moves. You're right. You're what right. about sexual healing? Oh, Sexual healing. Um, number two is my favorite garbage time player. Survey says DeAndre Hopkins, Ding. who is Ma- only just shy of four points below Antonio Brown, 
but when you see the difference from number two to number three, it's, it's big. It's big. It's it's a it's an Amari Cooper good game week. <laughs> um, so once, just once, yeah. just once. Um, number three is, and this blew my mind. It was Tyree Kill, who is who has ninety eight point five points in uh, half point scoring. Then we have number four is AJ Green with ninety eight point two, and Mike Evans with ninety five point four. Uh, Evans, I'm not gonna lie, it was a bit surprising because of how bad Jameis has been. Yeah. And he just hasn't seemed to be putting up consistent numbers. But, I mean, Evans is the only guy that... Well, no, Evans and Brait... Brait has been pretty consistent. Are, ...are the only two guys on that team that have been catching anything. I mean, Deshaun Jackson's been a complete bust this year for people. Yeah. He's only had, he's had one maybe game. one game uh, that, that's been worth talking about. And actually, uh, I think I called that game, too, that, he's, that he was actually going to have a good game. No, I think that you missed that week. I think it was the week after that. <laughs> but I could be wrong. I could very well be wrong. Um... But Evans, Evans has had, he's only had two games this year under 10 points. Okay, that's not bad. Uh, yeah, and, and those two games, I mean, it wasn't like he had like a two-point game or a three-point game. Like, he had a, a seven-and-a-half and an eight-and-a-half-point game. So, so he's been consistent. Yeah. He just hasn't had those big breakout games. Um, For sure. And, I mean, it's going to hurt the, it's it's going to hurt the Bucks just like it's going to hurt the Dolphins that, Neither of them get that bye week. Yeah, because week one was their bye week, so Which, you might see some of these guys like gonna, Mike Evans wearing down. A they're going to wear down because they don't get any time off. It's literally game after game after game after game for sixteen straight weeks. So I'm not saying trade Mike Evans, but maybe trade him for a defense and a kicker. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, maybe get yourself a, a nice kicker out of him. It may oh, be boy. a juju. <laughs> He just texted me asking me, I will quote him, are any of your good players on the table? And I'm like, uh, not for Juju. I'm not giving <laughs> not up. Not for a, Juju, a kicker and a defense. I'm not giving up a top five receiver for a dude that had a good week. Dude, he's <laughs> solid. Oh, oh! Don't you need a kicker though? I just hate doubling up on receivers because he also don't has, you need a kicker though? Well, because he has he has into. <laughs> He has Antonio Brown, so he's trying to get rid of Juju. That's not your problem. Yeah, that's his. That sounds like oh, I like. Well, that you should make the trade. I'm just gonna say right now, you should make this trade. I no, oh no. You know what? He doesn't want to double up on receivers. You should respond back, offer him a defensive kicker and a and a middling wide receiver. No, you know what you should do for Antonio Brown. Well, I was gonna say, if anything, you should just straight up offer him Mike Evans for Antonio Brown. If he thinks Juju's that gonna be that good. Why not just offer him Mike Evans for Antonio Brown? Actually, I would. That sounds pretty good. It sounds great for Carl. Oh my god, I'm doing it. Which one? Mike Evans for Antonio okay. Brown. Okay. And then when he says no way, say, "Well, you said he didn't want to double up on receivers." Uh, did we get to the end of the? Yeah, we got to all the receivers. Yeah, and then we got to all the receivers. We got through all the positions. So I think now we're all just. Right. Uh, so now we're going to just talk about suds and duds. Yep. Um, so we're gonna do a quick review. We're getting to the, we're getting to the nitty gritty here. This 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 episode went a little bit longer than I thought it would. We we got sidetracked a bunch. That's okay. Which makes sense. Um. So let's start with the person. Actually, we all had pretty decent weeks last week. Yeah. We all had at least one hit. Um. One of us had two hits. Carl had the best week. Carl had 
the best week. I did have a great. Man, it week. was a ball. It was a ballsy week too. We you actually got him to say it, Carl. Um, so let's start with Chris. Chris chose uh, Andy Dalton. Chris by himself, just Chris chose Andy Dalton um, as his sud, and Andy Dalton ended up with twenty-one points. Yeah, it's a good week. Solid. Good job, Chris. Um, but he also wins the award for the worst week because of his dud, which was Deshaun Watson, who ended up with thirty-eight points. Which is we don't do a lot of math, but that's seventeen more than his than his sud. And that's about 26 more than Chris thought he would get? Yeah, just about. So uh, not, a, not a great choice, Chris. I mean, again, we wish you well in recovery. Um, he's been in surgery for about six weeks now, so um, yeah, Godspeed, good sir, but, you know, not a great pick. Uh, so with that said, let's move on to Zach. Zach, who was your sud? My sud last week uh, was... Joe Mixon, and had it not been for a 70-some-odd-yard catch, yep. I would have lost. But I broke even, I believe we agreed upon. Yeah, you, you broke even. I mean, in, in PPR, you had 13 points. Yep. Um, but, uh, yeah, don't uh, don't look at his actual rushing numbers if you, if you want to feel okay. If you like the number 20, uh, it's under that. Yeah. <laughs> and then you're dud. My dud was was a dud. I mean, Doug Baldwin. Uh, he finished with like everything was six catches for fifty four yards. That Shane. is exactly what it was. Um, so it wasn't a bad week, but it, and that's in PPR. It was. It was. A, in it standard, was an okay flex flex play in PPR, but a bad standard choice. Yeah, because standard he only he only finished with five points in a game that featured over. 850 passing yards. He got 50 of them. Yeah, let's hope you started Richardson in your league. Let's hope you start Richardson or Lockett or yeah. Jimmy Graham. Any of them, except for Doug Baldwin. Uh, uh, he he rejected. Oh. <laughs> I'm sorry, Carl. Uh, So, my sud was... We're going to end with Carl because he had the best week. Uh-huh. Uh, My sud was Keenan Allen, who... In PPR, had a solid flex start with four catches for 61 yards, 10 points. Yeah, 10 points is solid uh, flex. But I'm calling it a miss um, because six, six points, points standard. Uh, you got to have double-digit standard points for me to call this even a uh, – to call it a wash. Fair. Um, and he was still the team's leading receiver, I believe. He was number two. Oh, he was number by two. By like okay. two yards. Okay, so – yeah. But. Um, but the other guy also had a touchdown because it was – Williams? What it was wasn't it? Terrence Williams. Williams only had like one catch for like 20 yards. It doesn't matter. Oh, it's probably Benjamin. It, it was, was Travis Benjamin. Benjamin. It was Travis Benjamin. Yep. Um, and then my dud, uh, which I'm calling a hit because he had less than 10 points in both standard and PPR, is Jarvis Landry. Uh, so he had five catches for 33 yards. And like I said last week, he was going to be targeted outside the roof just like uh, Thielen was against the, the Ravens. Yeah. But the Ravens are good against that that quick pass attack. I mean, he had he had 12 targets and only had five catches for 33 yards, which is very similar to what happened to Adam Thielen. Yeah. Um, so I would say if if you're if you're a guy that has one of those uh, slot receivers type type players and you're going up against the Ravens, look to bench. Just them. don't do it. Just yeah. don't do it. Um, all right, now let's move on to Carl, who is obsessed with this trade. 
Sorry, he just asked me about Mariota, and I'm like, if I can trade Mariota for Juju Smith, JSS, I will do it. <laughs> I've, I've got Andy Dalton, whatever, it's fine. Fair enough. Yeah. Okay. I, I you're you're trading a quarterback for a wide receiver. Exactly. Yeah, you're good. Like I'm not. Oh, girl, you good? I'm pretty sure Jacoby. There's probably Brissett. a top ten quarterback on the waiver wire there. Yeah, I'm pretty sure Jacoby Brissett's there. Yeah. <laughs> um. So my sud last week was none other than Isaiah Crowell, who, ah. if nothing else, I just thought he was due. And <laughs> <laughs> why? I don't know why you're laughing. I legitimately just thought he was due. Um, and so he... <laughs> I hate you so much. <laughs> um, he had a very good week, actually. He had the best week of, of his year um, against a very good Minnesota Vikings defense. Um, he scored his first touchdown of the year. Yes, he did. Um, I think he had, what, five receptions for 50-some-odd yards? He had, he had over receptions for 54 yards. Yeah, he had over 100 total yards of yeah. offense. And 64 rushing yards. Um, which, oh. what did that equal for total points, exactly? 17.4, like 17.8, somewhere around there. Which is probably about 10 more than he's had all, like... Yeah, about, pretty much. He did his best by about 10 points. So pretty he much. Had, he had 17 in uh, standard and then uh, 21 in PPR. Yeah, that will, that's about right. Good so, sounds good to me. Sounds good to me. And my dud was good job, Carl. Cream Hunt. Good job, Carl. He had had a he's had a great year, but I just um, I had a feeling he was going against a good defense, um, <clears throat> and he was held to his worst performance of the year. Yeah, yes, he was. He had two catches for thirty eight yards and forty six rushing yards, which yeah. is not quite ten points in PPR. Which I would call that a dud for what he's been doing all year. Yeah, seven seven to nine points. That's uh, not good. That's a dud. That's a, that's a dud. That is a dud. That, you know, solid choices. Thanks. Solid yeah, you did, you, choices. Good job, Carl. Thank, thank you. I, I appreciate that. Like, it, it means a lot to me that you guys appreciate God, my choices. So, so uh, Carl, how about you start with your choices for suds and duds this next week? You know, I'm going to go a little bit more conservative this week. Oh, okay. That's that's pretty. <laughs> that's pretty solid. Yeah. Um, so my sub this week is, <clears throat> excuse me, uh, the, uh, nope, that's not a good trade. Um, <laughs> well, now you gotta read it quick. I'm sorry, guys. Uh, Winston and Brown for Mariota and Hopkins. No. Hold on. Wait. Jameis Winston and Antonio Brown for Mariota and Hopkins? Yeah. Uh, maybe you should. I would want the Brown side of that. You... I don't. We'll talk about this off air. We'll talk about this off air. Uh, we, we're already. Yeah, we're already. Yeah, we're, we're, running, we're running low. We're running late. Um, so the Rams are facing the New York Football Giants, who are one and six. They have no offense. Um, Eli is going to be throwing knuckleballs. You don't know who's going to be running the ball. Orleans Darkwa. Um, maybe Wayne Gallman gets a couple carries. Um, maybe Polly P. Maybe Polly P. Polly maybe P. maybe we get him a Polly P. setting. Um, the Rams are going to be able to hold them to not a lot. I think the Giants are scoring maybe eighteen points a game. Maybe eighteen points a game. I don't think that's. I I think, I think it's lower, lower than that. that. Yeah. Um. So. Um. I think that's a very. Um. Good uh, defense. That's a very good defense, and I think that's a very solid choice. Uh, my dud for the week. Is going to be uh, Kirk Cousins. Uh, they're facing. You like that? I do like that. I no, I don't. I don't like that. Okay. Um, he's facing the Seattle Seahawks defense, um, which yeah, they didn't give up much last week. No, not really. 
<laughs> I, I I don't I can't do sarcasm anymore. Um, I don't know. It's just one of those things that it's it's the Seahawks. It's the Seahawks. It's the Seahawks at home. Um, no Jordan Reed. No Jordan Reed. It's, they clearly don't have a number one receiver in right. at all. Yeah, <laughs> I thought, I, I thought not prior, Doxon was going to step up, and nope. When Chris Jameson Thompson, Crowder's probably their their best actual wide receiver, but yeah, right. Well, no, Chris Thompson. Oh yeah, Chris Thompson, actual, actual wide, yeah. wide receiver. Yeah. So I mean, it's it's tough to say that he's going to have a good game against a defense that's not as good as they used to be, but I, it's a decent enough defense that I think he's going to be in a world. They're going to shut him down some. Yeah. Yep. No, I agree. Not a top 10 quarterback, which is a, a dud for quarterbacks. Seattle is not going to let them have, not going to have two games like this back to back. They're not going to let it no, happen. No. Um. All right, Shane, do you want to go? Sure, I'll go next. Uh, so my sud is Christian McCaffrey. Uh, now this is a this is kind of an out of nowhere sud, but uh, he's going up against the Atlanta Falcons, who in the past have played a uh, running back in the past few weeks, uh, played a running back called uh, Lashawn McCoy, who has a similar skill set. McCoy's a little more powerful than McCaffrey, but very similar skill set, which catching the ball out of the backfield and being able to break off the big run. Uh, and McCoy had one of his best games of the year against him. Um, and I see McCaffrey being able to do something very similar to it. Yes, he has limited carries in comparison to McCoy, who gets every down. Um, but with that said, I think that they're going to have him out there, and he's going to bust out some big gains, and he's going to have some big catches. And I, I could see uh, McCaffrey coming out with a touchdown, a pass, pass reception touchdown in this game. Mm-hmm. Um, and my dud is going to be Joe Mixon. He is going up against the Jacksonville Jaguars, uh, Jaguars. Um, because you know they're London's team, so they're, they're the Jaguars. Mm-hmm. Uh, and <laughs> aluminium, and uh, aluminium, uh, and that yeah, that's about it. Um, he's it's Joe Mixon against the Jaguars. He's right. gonna he's not gonna have a great game for sure. Hey, the Jaguars who recently acquired Marcel Darius. Oh what? yeah, that's right. Oh what they need another defender. Oh that we didn't speak about that in the no, quick outs. Yeah. yeah, but uh, no, that. yeah, they traded. I think it was a fifth round pick for. Yeah, Dar- it was it was yeah, a fifth was rounder. A lot. Ugh. Um, which the five and two bills are getting better, I guess. Why not? <sighs> they were they were trying to they were trying to get rid of that that salary is the oh, big thing. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, oh for sure. He's he, underplaying the salary, but is yeah. still a solid defender. Yep. Um. All right. So my sud this week, kind of going off Shane, is going to be the Jacksonville defense. Uh, too much talent. No receivers for the Bengals to throw to. They have two Pro Bowl slash All Pro cornerbacks on their team that are starting. It's it's done. I if Jacksonville does not win this game, I would be very surprised. And I'm probably going three turnovers at minimum, three takeaways. We can see that. <laughs> Maybe two picks and a fumble. Uh, it, it's gonna be. It's not gonna be a good game to watch unless you're a Jacksonville fan. Uh, my dud for the week is going to be Alshon Jeffrey. And that is because he is heading to the no-fly zone. He is going up against the Denver Broncos. Going to North Korea? Did I get political? Yeah. Sorry. Um, <laughs> anywho, uh, Alshon Jeffrey is going to be going up against the fantastic trio that the Denver Broncos boasts at cornerback. He hasn't done anything all year. He had one big play last week. He's had two weeks about two weeks at double digits or higher, and they haven't been big double digit weeks. It's it's not going to be good. The, I think the Eagles still take the game, 
But that's because of how the defense plays, not because of how the offense does against that Denver defense. I can dig that. Sucka. Sucka. Uh, Carl, did you get a text from Chris? No, no, I did not. Oh, okay, no, I, I, I must have it here then. Yep. Uh, oh, so, okay. uh, Chris's sud is Amir Abdullah. So they're going up against the Green Bay Packers on Monday Night Football, uh, and Chris says, "Well, Detroit's going to win this one big because Green Bay's got nobody on offense right now." Fair enough. Uh, so Amir Abdullah is going to be running the ball a little bit more. So Amir Abdullah is going to have a really big game. It's really convenient that Chris happened to pick Amir Abdullah because last week weren't you talking about wanting to pick him as your I sudden dud? Did up? I did? I, I last so week, weird. I, last week I, I, I mentioned something. I, I don't know. I don't know why Chris would like. That's so that. weird. That's that's very very odd. Um, now Chris's dud is actually Chris Thompson. Ooh, yeah, look at that. Uh, a guy that I mentioned earlier today. I like that. Uh, he's going against, uh, up against the uh, Seattle Seahawks, and he just doesn't see the Seahawks giving up that big play to Thompson this week. Mm-hmm. He says if a big play is going to happen, it's not going to come out of out of Thompson. It might come out of the running game, uh, but that would be Rob Rob Kelly if it does, mm-hmm. uh, because he's the only guy that's shown that has shown that he can run the ball on the ground. It's weird how Chris sounds like me sometimes. I know, right? Like, yeah, it's so weird. I, I get you two confused all the time. I know it's it's just it's super odd. We look so alike. Do you guys finish each other's sandwiches? sandwiches? Yeah, we do. Oh. <laughs> all right. Do we got any fun facts? We do. I'll run through them quick, just because we've been recording yeah, real quick. for a long time. Yeah. Uh, so Tyreek Hill now has more interceptions this season than Alex Smith. That's true. I was going <laughs> to say that because <laughs> he has thrown one pick. He has thrown one pick, and he has more interceptions than Alex Smith. Uh, next one we have Jay Ajayi has more touches than any other player without a touchdown this season. I would imagine Crowell was probably pretty close to that. Yeah, I would yeah. think so. But yeah, this past hmm. week, interesting. Um, next we have the Houston Seattle game this past week was the first game in NFL history which both quarterbacks had 400 plus passing yards, 30 plus rushing yards, and four plus passing touchdowns apiece. <laughs> wow, is that good? <laughs> What's high score? What's high score mean? Yeah, exactly. What's high score mean? Uh, next one. This it? one's more of a sad one. Uh, Matthew Stafford this past week had his second career game with 400 plus passing yards and no touchdowns. No QB yeah, has had e- no QB has had even one game like that over the last 20 years. <laughs> and that was his what? That was his second, second game one. with Jeez. 400 plus yards and no touchdowns. And that he's no other quarterback has done it even. He just once. has no red zone targets. No, he doesn't. Um, and apparently, oh, side note: Eric Ebron came out and said he doesn't care if the team trades him or not. Oh, jeez. So yeah, yeah. Uh, Will Fuller. <laughs> this one's fun. Um, he I mentioned earlier he leads the NFL in receiving touchdowns. He's tied with Hopkins at seven apiece, despite missing the first three games of the, the season. The two people that lead the the NFL in receiving touchdowns are on the same team. I mentioned that earlier. Did you not hear that? I did not yeah, recommend DeAndre I Hopkins not hear that. and Wolf Fuller each lead, are tied for the lead in the NFL, and they're both on the same team. Um, Tom Brady is now 7-0 and against Phillip Rivers, including the playoffs. I actually knew that one. Oh. I, I figured you knew that one. Um, and then the last, last couple here. Uh, Frank Gore this last week moved became the ninth player in NFL history to gain 17,000 scrimmage yards. The awesome. other eight are in the Hall of Fame. Well, he's going to be, too. He will be, too. Yeah. I agree, 100%. Uh, next, we have a very exclusive club. Uh, Drew Brees became the third quarterback in NFL history. Did he already throw for another 5,000-yard season? 
Unreal. <laughs> um, he became the third quarterback in NFL history to ha- complete 6,000-plus career passes. Who were the other two? Uh, Peyton Manning. Yep. Brett Favre. Yep. yep. Uh, the next closest is Tommy Terrific at 5,437. He'll get there before the end of his career. <laughs> And then He's got another four or five years in him. The last one here, just kind of an honorable mention defensive shout-out. Julius Peppers this past week moved into fourth all-time on the sack list uh, yes. since sacks became an official statistic in 1982, I think it was. It was Yeah, something like Somewhere that. Somewhere around there. Um, but, yeah, he's fourth all-time. He's nowhere near number one with Bruce Smith. But No, yeah, Bruce no, Smith is yeah. insane. He's still 48 and a half, 49 total behalf behind Bruce Smith. So Which he's not going to catch up on. Not even come Unless close. he breaks the uh, single-season sack record twice in the next three seasons. Or unless he just goes off for 80 sacks in the next you know week. Yeah. Or the next, the next week. season. Every snap is a sack. <laughs> <laughs> but, all right, we've kept you guys long enough. Yeah, uh, we finished that Gatorade. We uh, we popped popped those those topics, um, and it's uh, it's the end of your fancy hangover. So have a good one. We'll talk to you guys later. Deuces. Good luck.